The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. So, only yesterday, I think it was, we were talking about the new strategy for electric charging of vehicles, the new infrastructure which has been put in place, new hubs where people can charge electric cars, but also bikes and scooters. And that bikes and scooters bit has got a number of disability organisations interested because they feel there may have been a missed opportunity this week for the Minister to outline the strategy on banning e-scooters from footpaths. Uh, Organisations which do have an issue with this include the Irish Wheelchair Association and the Irish Guide Dogs for the Blind. And also the National Council for the Blind Ireland were joined by Lorna Fitzpatrick from that organisation. Thank you, Lorna. Lorna, very much for joining us. So why do you believe this was a missed opportunity? Well, this is a a really important day, I suppose, for the Minister in terms of setting out um, very clear objectives for the climate agenda um, and trying to ensure, um, I suppose, uptake in terms of active travel and so on. Um, And e-scooters and e-bikes feature as part of that active travel under um, a section of micro-mobility, as it's known. Um, And unfortunately, the Minister hasn't taken the opportunity to try and address some of the concerns that ourselves and our colleagues have in relation to uh, the use of e-scooters. The Road Traffic and Roads Bill 2021 is going through the Oireachtas at the moment, and that's going to cover the use of e-scooters and e-bikes. And there are a number of holes in that legislation as far as we're concerned in terms of protecting the safety of disabled pedestrians and pedestrians with access needs. Um, And one of those key um, omissions is around their use on footpaths. Um, The bill currently bans their use on motorways and on bus lanes but fails to, to ban their use on uh, footpaths, which are an essential space for p- pedestrians, particularly those with access needs, and um, because they're the, the safe spaces in which they uh, get from A to B. Yeah, I'm thinking that I'm sure there are many people listening to this who have had their incidents with people on scooters or e-bikes on footpaths and who have been nimble enough to be able to get out of the way. But if you are in a wheelchair, if you are with a guide dog, if you are somebody with visual impairment, how difficult can it be to actually realise that somebody is coming towards you on a scooter or an e-bike? Yeah, it, it can be very difficult. I suppose particularly from the perspective of, of people who are blind or vision impaired, um, they may not be able to see uh, these e-scooters or e-bikes approaching them on the footpath. And also your listeners may be aware that they're very quiet um, in and of themselves. So you may not actually be able to hear them approach. And we conducted research last year. Um, actually, this day last year, we were in with the Joint Oireachtas Committee on Transport talking about this exact issue. And at the time, we were able to, to report research that we had conducted um, that showed 77% of the respondents to our survey had already had an incident with an e-scooter on a footpath. And they spoke about the impact that that had on them in in our um, consultation. And for some, there were injuries, you know, they had been hurt as a result of it. But for others, it was an impact on their confidence. And I suppose for somebody, again, who's blind or vision impaired, if they're travelling a route from home to work or to the shop or, you know, whatever the case may be, to school, um, that's a route that they've trained and know how to use and how to to navigate. Um, But with an e-scooter, then, that can have a real impact on their confidence and can have an impact on them then in future being able to, to get out and about safely and confidently in their own communities. Listener wants to know if you wanted e-scooters banned from footpaths, would you not want bicycles banned as well? Absolutely. Um, 
and I think um, there has been some commentary around the, the um, e-scooters and, and that they're going to be treated exactly like bikes as a result of the new legislation. And that's just a slightly, um, it, it, it is um, in the case of many instances, they will be similar to, to bicycles. But it is actually the new legislation creates a new category um, for personal power transporters, which are e-bikes and e-scooters and hoverboards and things like that. So they're not exactly the same as bikes in the eyes of the law when this new legislation comes through. And so while bicycles are actually banned from, from footpaths, um, e-scooters won't be as it currently stands under this legislation. Stay with us. I want to bring in Ashling Dunn, who is Head of Public Policy for Bolt. Ashling, can you explain to me, please, first what Bolt is? Uh, yes, indeed. So Bolt is a transport provider. So we have an app that provides taxis and um, you can rent e-bikes, e-scooters, car sharing um, and, and also ride hailing. And in other countries as well, we have food delivery and uh, kind of restaurant delivery. So the idea is that it's one app that provides for a whole range of your kind of transport needs if you're living in a city or a town so that you don't need to own a car. So added to public transport and walking, that kind of all your transport needs are, are serviced. And are you offering e-scooters for hire here in Ireland at present? Well, at the moment, because the legislation isn't yet in place, we aren't. We provide e-bikes in a number of towns around Ireland, Kilkenny, Sligo. We'll soon be launching in Wexford and Bray. But at the moment, uh, no e-scooters. We imagine that that will change later this year and hopefully we'll be launching e-scooters then. Okay, but when you do, I mean, are, are people covered by insurance if they're on them? So we have um, insurance in place across all of Europe. So every market in which we operate, we have insurance both for those using our e-bikes or e-scooters and for anyone that they may have any interaction with. So I suppose that's the big distinction between kind of the public shared e-scooter schemes that, you know, most of the operators that, that exist across Europe have insurance for their users versus private scooter users, users. So people who might buy a scooter on the internet or, you know, from, from a shop and then use it themselves. And they oftentimes are not insured uh, and also don't have the same level of controls over their behaviour that you would have from the shared schemes. You know, there's a lot of things that we can do to put in place to make sure there's safe behaviour used um, that can't be done when it's owned privately. Do other countries allow e-scooters on footpaths? Yeah, so it's a mixed bag. Um, I think there are some countries where the cities were more recently built, you know, or, or rebuilt, um, and they have very wide paths. And those paths tend to be for a mix of bikes, scooters and pedestrians. And they're very wide and you wouldn't have the kind of incidents that would be concerning the NCBI and the other organisations you mentioned there. But Ireland isn't one of those countries. Our, our paths tend to be much narrower and they don't have the ability to facilitate both, you know, bikes and scooters and pedestrians safely. So we aren't advocating that scooters, when they become legal in Ireland, would be used on paths. We don't want a situation where paths are causing concern or danger or, or even just that feeling of nervousness for some of our more vulnerable road users or any road users. So, um, Yes, in some cities we do operate on paths and that's where they are much wider and, and built for that kind of shared use. But in Ireland, I, I don't think we have any cities or towns that have, as a general principle, those kind of pathways. So we wouldn't be advocating for that. Are these safe to use on roads? Given the amount of potholes that we have and speed bumps on our roads, I mean, is an e-scooter actually safe to use? Well, 
definitely for all road users, it is better to have segregated cycle lanes. So I, I, I don't think anyone would disagree with the fact that it would be better for cyclists. It would be better for people using scooters. It would be better for drivers, for everyone, if there was safe segregated cycle lanes. Uh, and that's something I know the government is working on. But of course, these things take time. Um, when you have shared schemes like the ones that Bolt has uh, and other companies, um, we can operate different speeds in different areas. So our maximum speed is 25 kilometers. But if you have an area that it's a particularly narrow road or maybe you have concerns about the condition of the road, you might reduce the speed down to 18 kilometers. So that's controlled via GPS. The user has no control over that. They cannot go over 18 kilometers. Or you might have an area that is mixed use. So, you know, people cycle down it, but people also walk down it. Uh, and we might lower that down to eight kilometers or even six kilometers, which is your average walking speed. So that is where somebody is going from A to B, but part of their route has them using this kind of a mixed use street and they want to lower that speed. We want to lower that speed right down so that they're not causing any concern or danger to anyone else using that kind of mixed use street. So there's an awful lot of things that can be done on the tech, tech side from the apps um, to make sure that the behavior isn't causing any difficulty or any danger to any other road users. Okay, listener text messages coming into 0874100102. I was driving Kilkenny the other day at half past five in the evening. An e-scooter user was on the main road flying along a full black clothing, no high vis or any form of reflective wear and the scooter had no lights at all. This person was only visible when a car comes up behind them and showed them up in their lights to oncoming traffic. Okay, can I suggest to you, Laura Fitzpatrick from the National Council for the Blind Ireland, might there be any circumstances in which you might make exceptions for people being on a footpath on a scooter, such as very heavy traffic on the road, maybe if it's a child or teenager being on the scooter? Um, uh, no, um, in, in a word, Matt, um, uh, the, the experiences that have came back to us um, from people who are blind or vision impaired and again from our colleagues in the Irish Guide Dogs to the Blind and in the Irish Wheelchair Association is very much that that is a, a non-negotiable. Um, it's not something that people um, can ever um, be comfortable with um, for a number of different reasons, um, some of which that we have, uh, have been able to discuss uh, this evening. I think the point that Ashling makes around uh, segregated cycleways is absolutely the best way forward for safety and protection for both the riders and also pedestrians and also drivers and so on. Um, I, I think that is the, the, the most suitable uh, way in which we can ensure safety for everybody. Um, but under no circumstances, there, there are any, um, any way in which we think that that would be suitable for, for anyone to use an e-scooter on a footpath. Now, bearing in mind the point you make there around a child or a young a teenager and so on, it is also a concern for us around age restrictions. Um, so we have, have uh, within our paper and within our, our calls to the Minister, called for a minimum age restriction um, to the age of 16 for anybody to use an e-scooter um, and again the reason for that is that it could potentially be linked to a provisional licence which means that they would have to have some level of knowledge of the rules of the road um, because and many of your listeners will have experienced it particularly since Christmas I, I've noticed it myself in my own local environment 
where there are uh, an awful lot of young children and, and very young teenagers using e-scooters in our communities and don't have that knowledge of, of uh, the rules of the road and how to, to safely um, operate these uh, e-scooters. And, and it is a major concern. So that age restriction is also something that we have called for. OK, Dave texts in to say, note Capel Street in Dublin, e-bikes and scooters use it like a racetrack. But just to finish this Ashling done from Bolt, what about the potential for people maybe of an evening time coming out of a pub or a nightclub, finding they can't get a taxi home and deciding they'll use an e-scooter as well when they've had a few jars on them? Is there any way to prevent that happening? Um, yes, there is. Um, most of the operators, or, or certainly Bolt uh, and some of our competitors, have introduced um, kind of rider um, detection testing. So it's trying to determine the reaction rate for for our users. So we would put that in place between maybe 11pm and 6am that when somebody tries to unlock an e-bike or an e-scooter, they have to do a little test on the screen. How fast can they, you know, chase a helmet around the screen? And it, it it's a cognitive reaction test. It's to determine if they are, you know, fully able to control a vehicle or to control an e-bike or an e-scooter. Um, it isn't a perfect system. It isn't quite the same as, you know, a, a, a guard breathalyzing you on the side of the road, but it's our way of putting in place um, an obstacle for people to use e-bikes or e-scooters if they've had a few drinks and to act as a reminder to them that they shouldn't be doing so if they've been drinking. And we found, you know, we have had uh, in other cities in which we operate where we have scooters and also ride hailing or taxis, we find that when somebody fails the test, we pop up on the screen, you know, we're not unlocking this e-bike or this e-scooter and there's a discount here available for you to go and get a taxi. We want to get you safely home, but we don't think it's safe for you to be on an e-bike or e-scooter. All right. So, so these are the kind of things that operators can do. Ashling Dunn from Bolt and Lorna Fitzpatrick from the National Council for the Blind Ireland. Thank you. John in Castlebar says, most European cities have proper cycle and scooter lanes, not just a different colour tarmac. Jonathan in Dublin says, e-scooters should be banned. Not only are they a menace on the footpaths and roads, but on more than one occasion, I've seen people in e-scooters driving on the M3 motorway. Yes, you'd be mad to do that, wouldn't you, to go out in a motorway? But it's one of the things that is going to be banned. Another one says e-scooters are not bikes and are a nuisance and danger on bike lanes. Uh, David Essex in England is on to us to say we use e-scooters by the council in London and Chelmsford. It's great. You need to be 18 plus, have a driver's license and credit card. Scooter only allowed in cycle lane and roads. Scooter shuts down if you go onto the path. Use your phone or are on an unstable road. And it's another one that says, just provides cycle paths like here in Denmark. So simple. Ireland is 100 years behind the times. I'm so glad I moved to Denmark as I really enjoy listening to your topics. Then appreciate that I left Ireland. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today, FM.